do it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 24 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-hosts, Christian Myers, Kyle May, and Ty Lewin. It's been a little bit. I moved to Arizona. I um, We decided not to record last week. Totally fine. Boys are back. Boys are ready to roll. I know all our fans miss us so much. But let's check in with the fellas. I think we should check in. I think a little check-in session. Let's start with Christian. Christian, why don't you tell us about your youth baseball coaching career? Dude, so far, it's been great. But it's going to be the most expensive coaching of a team that I've ever had. Um, I got called in to help out with this team. So I said, yeah, I'll come help out. I'm doing it for free. I'm paying to go with them to an out-of-state tournament next weekend. And then last night at our practice, it was super windy out. So I said, you know what we got to do is we got to work on fly balls when it's windy because my outfielders are not great. These kids are 12. So they're as good as they can be for 12. But I start hitting fly balls and I get into a rhythm and find my groove. And I hit one super high. And remember, it was windy. And so the ball kept going and going and going and going and all of a sudden you just hear this huge thud and i hit one of the parents cars with a fly ball that went over the outfield fence and smacked right off of the back of the truck and left a monster dent so now i'm gonna have to pay to fix this guy's car for him so is there any the, fly ball communication between the left fielder and center fielder? They keep, yeah, they needed to climb, figure out how to climb the wall and then run back like 25 feet and make a catch in front of a car. So I'm going to be out a few hundred bucks for that. So we go to Vegas next weekend, though, for a tournament. So hopefully I will win all my money back to pay for my travel to go coach this team and then to pay for this guy's car repair you're gonna hire a lawyer for that (laughs) what you're gonna hire a lawyer for that yeah i'm gonna need one probably (laughs) but other than that it's going great ever since i've taken the team over we're nine and one so i can't complain those are the things that are important that's That's important those are the things that are important uh we'll shout out gary and his car and hopefully you know, you can suck it up, especially if you're playing for a youth travel baseball team these days. You can kind of afford those types of things and don't have to pay, have a coach pay for it. But that's besides the fact. K May, what's going on? How are the kids? Kids are fantastic, T Lou. Um, getting down here to the, the nitty gritty of the school year. You know, we got like a month and a half to go. So we're getting down to it. Uh, kids are good. The weather in Chicagoland last week was fantastic. It was 70 and sunny just about every day. So that uh, got the kiddos fired up. That got me fired up and uh, just happy to be here. What else can I say? That's awesome. Fantastic. Uh, I'm good too. So I, I don't have much else to give. Oh, I did see um, I was walking into a hospital today, not because I was, because that's where I work, folks, <laughs> thinking I'm injured. Um, walking into a hospital today. Guy is walking out of the hospital, which didn't really make a lot of sense. Had blood all down his shirt, all down his pants. He had a gash on the top of his forehead, 
with a like wound care done by the 1940s military from the U.S. The Department of Health Department of Health. Things wrapped around his head, and he's walking not even out of the emergency room side. He's walking out of the main entrance side, and he looks at me as I'm driving by, and he waves at me. So that's how my day's gone so far. Is I don't necessarily know if he was, you know. I just thought it was kind of weird because like you're walking out of the hospital, yet you have this gash that's literally looks like a four-year-old took care of it on the top of your head. So, so that's what we're doing. So we're hitting cars, taking care of kids and seeing guys that basically look like they just got shot. So um, should we switch it over to baseball? Should we talk baseball? Let's flip it over to uh, the season so far. So we haven't really chatted since uh, the regular season got going. There's way too much to talk about, and it would take hours and hours on end. But I think a little bit of a who's hot, who's not segment to get the thing going a little bit, talking about which players, teams uh, are doing well right now and who is in a uh, definitely a difficult situation. So let's talk about who's hot right now, the Rays. Uh, the Rays, of course, is the storyline across all of MLB. Um, started off, I think it was like 13, 14, and 0, or 15 and 0, or whatever. Uh, currently 16 and 3 on the year. A team that had a lot of guys come back off of injury, particularly Brandon Lau, who has just been unbelievable for that team. Uh, Luis Arias, all of a sudden, uh, you know, the Marlins are sort of a thing right now. Where are they at right now? I guess you can call them something. They're 10 and nine, but Luis Reyes leading the league in average and OBP at a 438 average and a 493 OBP, hoping to have our first 400 hitter in a very, very long time. Clayton Kershaw, 200th win uh, on Tuesday night. Incredible job by him. Finally, the underdogs rising. Currently, the Pirates sit in the third spot, but they're 12 and seven. Uh, just two games behind the Milwaukee Brewers. They've really turned around this year. D-backs leading the NOS. And, of course, the Texas Rangers with all their acquisitions they made all, over the offseason there as well. Fellas, anybody else right now that who's a, a part of the who's hot segment? t I think you can add your Chicago Cubs into that list. They're uh, playing some good ball. Yeah, don't choke in your drink there. I know. I know I said it. But they're, they look like an exciting team. They got that young core locked up for a while now, those extensions they just did. Um, they're playing good baseball. They really are. It's funny too, because you and I both picked the Cardinals to win the division early, yeah, early, mm-hmm. early, 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 but it does feel good, Kyle. It feels really good for you to say that. I, I know it took, took a lot for you to admit it, but they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, looking, they're, they're, they're looking good. Um, yeah. Hope you're okay. Um, Christian, what about you, man? Who's, who's, who's hot in your book right now? Dude, I have got to go with, get a pitcher a little bit of love here in the who's hot category and Garrett Cole is hot right now. Uh, four starts, four and oh, 28 innings given up like two or three earned runs. I think uh, really throwing the ball really well to start this season. So he goes into my who's hot category for sure. Fantastic. Another guy who's hot right now, Bryson Stott. Christian Bryson Stott leads the league in hits. How about it? How about the kid? Yeah, he, he was swinging it. Well, started um, the season off with a 17 game hitting streak, lost it yesterday in the second doubleheader in Chicago, but um, came back today. I think he had a couple folks today, one of them for extra bases, if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, Stotty Biggs 
incredible. They need it. They need him because the Phillies low key. If, if that is who they got going, rolling with them, once they get Harper and uh, Suarez back, watch out. This team's going to be legit. All right. To the who's not category, the Oakland A's. I mean, you're at a point where you had 4,500 fans at the A's versus Cubs game the other night. Um, I mean, I mean, it, w- it was weird too. It wasn't like there normally like in that situation, like you'd think the Cubs would have like 90% of the fans we had, you know, let's go Dodgers chance going on. We had let's go giants chance. I think we even had a Marlins chant going on. Don't know if Marlins guy was there or Marlins man. Um, but they had an astounding 17 walks in one game. And one of those walks came from a position player. Now, Mason Miller looked really damn good today. Yeah, he was, I think he had 15 pitches over 100 miles per hour. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy behind the dish, Langers. Is that how you say his name? Lang- Langlers? Am I frozen? Shoot. Boys? Boys. He's back. My yep, internet connection back. is unstable, is what it says. Boys. That's Southwest Wi-Fi, baby. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> you guys hear me? Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Segment's going well so far. Um Langlers has a cannon behind the dish from the A's. Um that's about it. So the A's are not in the uh, in the hot category this week. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer getting tossed from a game today. Uh, potentially sticky stuff, sort of an odd scenario. He said afterwards in his post-game interview that he did give the full breakdown. He said he had used rosin and then sweat supposedly mixed together and then then he had to get it washed off after an inning. He had to put alcohol on it. Alcohol becomes sticky. This whole ordeal, he ends up getting tossed. He was actually doing very, fairly well. And as, um, you know, as for the fantasy baseball community, uh, that really sucked. So um, that was definitely something that was a little weird. And now he's going to have to fight a 10-game suspension. Uh, White Sox pitching staff. I feel really bad right now because Kyle gives all the love in the world to, to my cubbies uh, bottom five in the league right now with their pitching staff in walks ERA and whip. Obviously those will correlate. Kyle, let's turn it over to you, my friend. What's going on? What the hell's going on with the socks? Just, uh, just horrendous. Um, pitching specifically the bullpen just cannot get anybody out walking batter after batter after batter um just been really painful to watch especially with you know high expectations you know looking to have a bounce back year and they look like the same exact team they were last year granted it's april it's still early but it's been hard to watch these first couple weeks um now i know cease had cease had like six walks or something a day or so ago yeah uh clevenger's looked all right Sort yeah, of. Like he, he pitched today. He did okay. Um, yeah, he's looked, you know, better than I, what I thought going into the year. It's like a number five, you know, a um, couple starts and he looks okay. It's mainly the bullpen. G Lito had, had a couple good starts recently. Last night he balled out, had no hitter into the sixth. Um, Lance Lynn up and down. 
kind of shaky. Um, who am I forgetting? Kopech. Kopech, same thing. He's had a couple good starts and then a bad one as well. So when does Crochet, when's he coming back to the pitcher or picture? Last I saw about mid-May is when they're expecting him back. Okay. So about a month, okay. about a month. Yeah. The offense can kind of upheld a lot of those things. Of course, he had almost a no hitter the other night. Um, right. You know, it's so hard with some of these things to look into things too early. Um, of course. I don't know. If, I think the Sox had a pretty tough schedule, too. I mean, you get you get the O's and it, when they're pretty hot right now. Um, trying to remember the other teams they've played so far, but it hasn't been necessarily easy for them. Christian, can we talk about the Rocks? Can we talk about the Rocks? I feel like a, I kind of feel like a bag. Of, like, I kind of feel like a terrible person right now, but I feel like they're kind of on the who's not category right now. Oh, for sure they are. They just got swept by the Pirates today. The Pirates completed the sweep over the Rockies. And, I mean, it's not like the expectations were very high to begin with, but they are playing poorly. Freeland had a couple really good starts to start the year, and then on Monday night came out and gave up, you know, eight runs in two innings. Um the bats are not really looking great. Crone started the year really hot in the first couple of days and then tapered off after that. And one of the guys that I think everybody in Colorado was excited for, Ezekiel Tovar, just has not shown well at all. So Chris Bryant, though. Yeah, he finally had his first home run at Coors Field as a Rocky the other day. He's been signed with them for two years. Yeah. Look, look, you guys, I know it's depressing right now. The Cubs are probably going to go on some form of a weak stretch here soon. So I am not going to act cocky. Am I a little happy? Yeah. Am I a little excited? Yeah. May I lose? I might lose KMA for the next episode. Yeah. But we don't need to go into that. Cubs are second (laughs) in NL Central. So we got we got that across the board. I mean, Christian, besides obviously your squad and everything, anybody else that's kind of been standing out that's just been sort of a real disappointment across baseball? Yeah, Don't I think mean, about your fantasy baseball team right now because you are sort of in a barn burner with me right now. Yet The other day, you did say, don't say anything about my fantasy baseball team. I didn't, and I'm not going to because now I'm in a barn burner with you. I know. It came back. It's coming down to the wire. We still got five days, but – I, I gained some ground from whatever day we were last talking about it. But I do have one guy off my fantasy team who's on the who's who's not list right now is the guy that I picked last episode to win the Cy Young in the NL, and that's Logan Webb, who got himself a nice contract extension with San Francisco last week. But he's 0-4 right now with not really any good starts under his belt on the season. Um, I think he'll turn it around eventually, but really struggling. And then the other guy on my list is Colton Wong, who I had high expectations for this year going over to Seattle. And he is just not, not getting it done um, at all. And Juan Soto actually is also on my who's not list because he is really struggling to start the year so far. He's sub 200. Uh, batting average right now and really just not doing anything 
So those are my three guys on my who's not list. Well done, my friend. Well done. Now let's turn it over to K man. We got a new, we're trying some segments. I mean, got an entire year. Uh, the fan base is going to absolutely love it. Uh, K may, I'm going to turn it over to you for the K may facts unit, big facts unit. What are the facts? All right, boys. I got a uh, three main facts for us this week. Um, two are division related and one is a team that we kind of touched on earlier a little bit. First fact of the day in the AL East, we have everyone above 500 except for one team. That's the Boston Red Sox. Wow. Everyone else above above 500. Kind of how the division shaked out last year where everyone is above 500 um, for most of the year as well. We just have Boston. who's only one game under at 9 and 10. Everyone else is above. Um, the Yankees, Baltimore, Toronto, Tampa Bay, all above 500. So I thought that was interesting I was doing, as I was doing my research here today. On the flip side of that, kind of a surprise so far, everyone in the NL West, everyone is under except for one team, and that's the Arizona Diamondbacks at 11 and 8. Everyone else is under, including the Dodgers and including the Padres, who are expected to be the top two teams in this division. So some co a couple of interesting notes. Obviously, that'll change as the season goes on. But early on, a couple of surprises there um, as far as division races go so far. Number three, we talked about it earlier. We'll touch on it again. Tampa Bay Rays, 13-0. They tied the 82 Braves and the 84 Brewers for the best start in baseball history. Um, and they only trailed the 1884 St. Louis Maroons, who started 20-0. And boys, I think we both remember, or we all remember, what a good squad those Maroons had back in 84. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, mate. Well done, my friend. On the spot. Given the task, the day of, the day of, the afternoon of, an hour before, and the guy comes through with an absolutely wonderful job. Boys, if we're looking across the landscape of baseball right now, looking at the rules and how they have significantly impacted the game of baseball, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but any regular baseball fan would look at the games and go, this is a, in my opinion, a much better product across, like when it comes to where the state of baseball will go moving forward. Um, you know, with the, I don't think like the bigger bags or any of those things have too much of an impact. I mean, I'd be, I, you'd almost have to look at the numbers to see if like, you know, guys are able to steal now and we've seen stolen bases go up. I think it's more off of the, the pickoff attempts and, and learning those through algorithms or anything about what those tendencies are for these teams. But fellas, like, what are you seeing so far? That's kind of like really impressed you or maybe you're, you know, disappointed in Kyle, I'll start with you. Yeah. Um, so admittedly, I didn't watch a ton of spring training that much this year. Um, really, this first couple of weeks of baseball is kind of the first taste I'm getting of these new rules. I really like it from an eye, from an eye, um, eye test standpoint. Like I said, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but just like watching games just seems to run smoother. It's better flowing uh, from start to finish. Really interesting how the running game has changed um, since bigger bases and the disengagement rule has changed that. I like it. I like more action on the bases. Just that's me personally um, watching games. I like to see more action on the bases leads to more runs leads to more like a small ball type of game sometimes. So I've enjoyed the rules overall. I don't really have a lot of complaints um, about any rules in particular. 
Christian. I wasn't a fan of them coming in and I didn't think I was going to like them, but I've gone to a couple games so far this year and I actually don't mind the whole pitch clock deal at all. I think it's been actually pretty good to keep it moving a little bit more. Um, I'm not really a fan of the, the pickoff limit rule. Um, I think that's a little bit, a little bit ridiculous. I mean, it's making, you know, it makes it a little bit easier for guys to steal bags. I mean, Acuna the other day stole one super easy because the pitcher wasn't allowed to throw over at him anymore. Um, and I think that that's a little bit, a little bit ridiculous, but I have come around to the time limit rule, the base rule um, with the size of the bases, I think it's just kind of dumb because it doesn't really do anything uh, in my opinion, but that's it. And I like that they are keeping the beer sales going until the eighth inning now, instead of just the seven. Is that I like that? Well. Is that across? I know I saw Coors Field did that, which is hilarious. Um, and, and honestly, it probably was something that they never even thought of. Um, but are they instigating that across all of baseball now? Have most stadiums implemented that rule? Because that's hilarious. I think it's just per stadium, whatever they choose to do. I don't think it's one person does it but i think the rangers were the first ones that said hey we're gonna go ahead and do this and then i think a couple other teams caught on because just with how fast the games are going now you lose you know you lose revenue if you cut the sales off after an hour and a half or whatever it may be so it's it's probably going to wind up becoming a, a thing across all teams but right now i think there's only a few that have done it yeah. yeah, I want to say like 10 teams of the list that I saw that it's doing it right now. Um, yeah. I'm hoping those boys on the south side of Chicago catch on pretty soon so I could use uh, that extra inning of beer at, at, at the uh, at the guaranteed rate. Now, what games have you fellas been to so far? So, Christian, which games have you caught over at Coors? Yeah, I went to the first game of this most recent series on Monday, the Rockies-Pirates. And then I went to the Rockies Nationals game, um, the last game of opening weekend here. Kyle, what about you? Did you, did you have you gone to a Sox game yet? Made it up one. Yeah. Uh, uh, this past Saturday, Orioles, White Sox, Saturday afternoon beautiful day in chicago great day to be out of well we lost him again <laughs> he fell's there oh he's back oh my god can you guys hear me have you caught any diamondbacks games yet since you've made the move can you hear me Okay, sweet. Yeah, no. No, what I've been dealing with is the worst Wi-Fi in the history of Xfinity, Comcast, whatever the hell is out here. Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating because I've really enjoyed this podcast, and I'm going to be really interested to see what the recording is like after um, I ask Kyle May a question, and you can't hear him for 17 seconds. So that's how my life's going. But yes, no, I have not. I have not caught a game yet. I I expect to here in the next couple of weeks. 
um, because that ball club is a lot of fun right now. And, and it's really interesting across like with, with baseball now, with now this whole pitch clock limit, these teams that are kind of uh, the teams that are faster, the teams that can put the ball in play more, you can really tell are having a lot more success than teams like in the previous years that were able to do everything on a three outcome limit or three outcome situation for, for their lineup and stuff. I mean, it's been so much fun. I'm wondering if it can withstand an entire season, uh, but the fast paced lifestyle of, of baseball now is, is a lot of fun. I saw some today that said that now they're even trying to do new rule changes and like the um, they're test trialing it in the Atlantic league. The designated pinch runner rule where basically you can bring a guy in and then bring the original guy back. That's sweet. Terrence Gore is about to get another career again. Uh, The double hook designator hitter rule allows teams to use the DH throughout the game. As long as the starting pitcher throws at least five innings, if that doesn't occur, then the team loses, loses it's DH and the pitcher spot would bat for the remainder of the game. I don't like that. I like the DH across, especially if you're trying to have, if you're trying to have more offensive approach to the game, why would you at all bring anything like this? So I don't know the purpose of that. Um, And then there's also a single disengagement rule, which Christian would vote against, which means pitchers can only take their foot off the rubber once per at bat to attempt to pick off or reset the pitch clock. That's too extreme in my opinion, because you legitimately take away like you're, you're taking away a part of the game legitimately. Now it's kind of like guys aren't got, we rarely saw guys probably pick over. I, I probably that rule that they instigated was probably based on the fact that their stats showed that like, okay, we're not having guys throw over more than three times anyways. So like that really probably was never a problem, but if you can only do it once in a bat, like a once in a bat, like that's kind of an issue in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think too, like the the rules this year are such a drastic change. I don't think you do that much of a change like two years in a row or even like a year, you know, every other year. I think we have to let these rules settle in for at least a couple of years and then maybe change the game a little more, kind of see how we how it goes from there. I think going from drastic change to drastic change two years in a row is a lot. To ask of the players, you know, yeah. playing the game. And think about those guys that have to play in those leagues. Like those poor sure. guys that have to just yeah. be like, I can't grow my, now I have to learn basically not to pick off and then I'm just not doing it during games. I mean, it's, that sucks. That just sucks. But I don't yeah. know, man. Well, yeah. Let alone trying to make it to the big leagues too, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Cause the, uh, the Atlantic league is what that is a, um, triple a, I want to say, I might be wrong here. An independent league. Is it independent? Okay. Okay. So, so basically, uh, it's in like the Northeast. And then I think it goes um, from Virginia up, up the coast and then across over to maybe Ohio. They might have a team, uh, but I think it's mostly that like coastal Northeast state region. Gotcha. Okay. Well, fellows, I mean, that's pretty much all we got right now going on. I mean, across the board, baseball has definitely changed in a lot of people. It's it's a still a big topic in reference to people enjoying the game. Certain populations may or may not be enjoying it more, um, but I think the MLB is looking towards the future and trying to make sure that they can speed up the game. And um, I think it was like the other night that the game where the A's had 17 walks was three and a half hours. And I think that was like a normal time for a game last year. 
Um, so I, I definitely see this being a good thing. Um, but again, hopefully they don't change it every single year and we're changing, you know, the beauty of the game and, and some of the things internally with it. You fellas have anything else to, to add here before I try and see if this episode even recorded? I've got nothing. I'm excited to see how this comes out. We're going to sound like the freaking four play guys when they just started their deal. <laughs> Okay, May, what's uh, what's on the docket for the kids this week? Uh, we got a little fitness testing going on this week. So the kids are ripping some curl-ups tomorrow uh, for me. So that'll be good. And then hopefully getting outside later this week. Supposed to warm back up again. So love it. that's the plan. Love it. Love it. Most important uh, segment there of the entire show. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoy this episode, and hopefully you hear every word of it. So thanks so much.